Hey there, Red Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthier plant-based lifestyle. I'm one of your hosts, Vicki. And this is the toad formerly known as Larissa. <laughs> I'm sick. Again. Yeah, she's fighting off a nasty little cold. I'll tell you what, though. I, you know, in six years of, what are we, six, six years now of doing this, almost five and a half, I've missed one week. Yes, and, and we, we did I, have I to reschedule an interview. Not to miss another one. Yeah, we had, we, to, had. We, we did have to reschedule an interview. So sorry, Sherry. We will get to you, I sorry. promise. But we are, you're at a place where at least you can do that today. So let's try right. to get through it. All right. <laughs> All right. Now, a couple of years ago, I read two really, really cool books. Uh, they're by the same author, Marie Kondo. And it's not Marie Kondo. Not Marie Kondo. Marie Kondo. <laughs> And uh, the books were titled The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up and Spark Joy. Now, I am a, if you know me, I am a productivity and organization geek. In fact, we used to have another podcast called, <laughs> called Productivity Power Up that I really liked, but we just had too much going on with Vegetarian Zen. Uh, so we just kind of gave that one up. But I loved the concepts of her books. And I really, it, they went much deeper than just... Organi- organizing. There was a lot of really deep principles there. And in this episode of our podcast, we're going to be talking about Marikondo's method of organization, which is called the Konmari method. And as I mentioned, it not only helps you get your stuff organized, but also really gives you some deeper concepts to consider decluttering your life, really. That's right. Yeah. So it's not just about stuff. Exactly. And I'm sorry if I like make clicking noises. I have a cough drop in my mouth that's <laughs> probably hitting my teeth. So sorry. All right. So before we get into this week's episode, our sponsor is for this episode is the Golden Apple Roundtable. If you're not familiar with these folks, these are the folks that help to ensure that the lights stay on at Vegetarian Zen by providing us with a monetary show of support via Patreon.com. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it easy for artists and creators to get support from their fans, followers, and community members. Now, many people don't realize that it does cost money to put together a podcast. There are media hosting fees and website hosting fees. And, you know, we just redid the website, which there's developer fees. And then we had our favorite VA in the world, Marigold, come back on to help us with a few projects for cleaning up there. So there's a lot of costs that actually go into putting together a podcast. So we greatly appreciate the Golden Apple Roundtable because... Anything they give us goes back directly into the cost of producing, helping us uh, with the cost of producing the podcast to keep it free to our listeners on a weekly basis. We've been doing this for six years now. Only, as Larissa said, we've only missed one. Got close this week, but (laughs) (laughs) we need to get it a little bit ahead again. Sometimes we'll get ahead, but we're working on some projects right now, which we will be talking about a little bit later. Uh, But if you're interested in supporting the show, please head out to patreon.com forward slash vegetarian zen and you will see a video of Larissa and me where we talk about the mission of vegetarian zen and then over on the right hand side, you will see some suggested support levels from a dollar all the way to $50 a month, but you can customize this as one of our recent supporters did to <laughs> add pretty much any amount you want if you don't see the level that you're 
comfortable with supporting at, certain levels will also qualify you for some vegetarians and swag, such as a car magnet, recyclable grocery bag, stickers, or t-shirt. Even a dollar a month does go a long way to help us. So we really appreciate these folks at the Golden Apple Roundtable. Now, if you are not in a position or you're just not interested in contributing on a monthly basis, we totally get it. We also have a one-time button that's on our website. Where did it move now? It is on the support so the, page. It's on the support page. Mm-hmm. And it says bias. Yeah. And it says it used to be on the so- right hand side of the sidebar uh, when you got on our homepage, but now we have a support page dedicated uh, to ways to that you Patreon can help support. And, right. Yeah. So it says bias a juice, and you can provide us a one time monetary contribution. And there are different levels there also that will, again, go back into helping support the cost of the show. Yep. That's true. Okay, are we ready to get into the episode? Yes, and I gotta tell you, I am dying to like bite and like crunch on this <laughs> this uh, cough drop, but I know it would probably shatter your eardrums because <laughs> Mickey wears headphones when she records. I don't. Yes, so I'm I the engineer, hear, so I have to hear everything. I don't hear myself, <laughs> but I know if I like bite into this, it's probably like gonna send you. Like, you would through the, yes, the window it would there, cause so. us to have to start I'll this part not over to again. Do that. So. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. So let's talk a little bit about the KonMati method. But first, you know, uh, just this year, a show started on Netflix called Tidying Up with Mari Kondo. Which and is I did not want on... Vicky to watch this because I knew it was going to mean <laughs> really extreme things for our household. <laughs> well, okay. So here's the... No, it's here's, actually a good show. It is a really good show. So here, here's the thing. We, when I read these books a couple years ago, I went through this house like a tornado. We actually both did. And I, Larissa didn't read these books, but I, this was before we started selling on uh, vintage items also. And I tell you what, stings a little bit. We still every now no, and then a lot. think about all the things we gave away. We loaded up three pickup trucks full yeah. of yeah. stuff. But the on the bright side, they did go to a youth alternative right. uh, thrift help, store to help, help with that kids in so crisis so. we donated most of that stuff yeah. there was not a lot of stuff that got thrown away but uh, i gotta tell you you know <laughs> it did sting a little bit to think about some of the things brand new things too mm-hmm. that we just had accumulated in our house now we're two people with five rescue animals no kids and we have a 2200 square foot house <laughs> and it's, we were running out of room and a lot of stuff and my brother had the same four, floor plan and he had five people he had his him and his wife and his three kids at one time living in mm-hmm. the same floor plan just fine but somehow we were running ourselves out <laughs> of the house because we just weren't throwing things out okay so first let's talk about what i like to talk a lot of times when I define things, I like to talk about what it's not. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's talk about what the KonMati method is not for those who are not familiar, who are not familiar with, with the book or the show or anything. Okay. okay. So first of all, it is not about minimalism. Her method is not about minimalism. It's not about keeping only the essentials around you um, or trying to just get rid of everything and just like have one shirt, one pair of pants. And and that's good know. because I don't think I could do that. I don't I, either. I don't think no. I would be comfortable like that. I mean, there's a certain comfort in having things around you. And I think that that's kind of what this kind of gets down to is there's a, there's a line, right, between having things around you and having clutter and being a hoarder <laughs> yeah and i know so. everybody's a little different but i will tell you that I, i've known people to well, i've heard of like experiments that people have done with throwing out stuff 
some of it sentimental stuff that they came to regret later throwing it away. Mm-hmm. James Altucher, who's one of my favorite podcasters, he's one that was living out of a backpack and staying in Airbnbs for <laughs> several years. And he was very happy with that for a while. But once he got reestablished into, I think he's in an apartment or something now, mm-hmm. but he did say there's certain things that he regrets getting rid of now. Right. So, right. okay. So it's not about that. It's also not about just organizing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So people might think, oh, you got to go to the, the, what's that organization? Container the store. Container store. Oh. Just get a lot of containers. And you just have to buy more stuff put to stuff put stuff in. in. And that's <laughs> the, not right. Yeah. That's part of it. Certainly organization does fit into this method, but it's, that's not all it's about either. Okay. So let, let's talk about what it is now. First, she has you collect certain things she she has you collect things by category so let's start with clothes because clothes is a big one for people mm-hmm. well i think the category thing is important too right it is because she has like clothes books what else uh, does she there's have clo- there? oh, let's see there's uh, clothes books there's sentimental items there's papers which right. are different than that and uh and then well, miscellaneous yeah and kind of miscellaneous stuff but what she has you do is one category at a time so you're not just going to a room and just starting to pick up everything you you have things in in a uh, in a big pile by category, right. and she so usually like take starts all your clothes out of the closet and mm-hmm. put them on the bed. Yeah, and she starts with clothes because I think this is a big thing for people. They mm-hmm. have a lot of people tend to have a lot of clothes, especially <laughs> if you've gained and lost weight over the years. Right. <laughs> like I'm gonna fit back in those eventually, and it's ten years later. And- or you're one of those people who thinks, oh, I'll just wait, and this style will come back around. <laughs> Hence the collection of short ties and long ties and bow ties and, you know. It's all cyclical. And shoulder pads and no shoulder pads. Yeah. All right. So what she has people do is hold up an item. So choose up an item. Let's just say a a shirt. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then while holding the item, ask yourself if this sparks joy. That sounds a little hokey. And the first time I read it, (laughs) I was like, what is she talking about? But just really feel that joy within you or not. If there's nothing to it, there's no joy within you when you see that. I'll give you a great example. There was a, uh, I think it was a concert t-shirt that I had that I was holding on to for a long time. It didn't even, it was kind of worn and it was faded, you know, whatever. But it reminded me of my ex because we had gone to that concert together and I was just like, this does not spark joy in any way. <laughs> Didn't spark joy in me either. <laughs> well, because we went, she and I went to the yeah, concert together yeah. and uh, it just, I thought, why am I hanging on to this? I mean, I like the band, but mm-hmm. I mean, the shirt's crap and you know, the, the right memories were not good. Right. You know, but it's just a shirt. Right. Mm-hmm. So I thought, Oh, I'll just give it away. I don't need this shirt anymore. Right. Oh, and let me give you my example though. Okay. Of keeping one and you're going to laugh. So why do I still have the Beaker shirt? Because it makes me laugh. Because it makes you laugh. (laughs) (laughs) I have this ratty. Makes me laugh for two reasons. Yeah. I have this ratty, ratty shirt. It's, It's orange, bright orange, and it has Beaker on it from the Muppets. And it makes you laugh. Yes. Right? Yeah. And it makes you laugh because? Because it's got holes in it. (laughs) <laughs> that Cosmo caused when he was being a little terror. The arms are like shredded. It's short sleeves and the arms are like shredded from his baby teeth. And then 
The other reason is because Beaker, <laughs> she always says she, that I remind her of Beaker. Yeah. So maybe. But uh, anyway. But that's a good example. So of, I, that's why I keep right, it. And, right. and I still wear it, right? Yep. Just around here. And of it course. still makes me laugh. And it makes you laugh every time. <laughs> so that's a good, that's a, a good example of keep it if it sparks joy. So to get back to what you were saying. So while you're holding the item, then you say, you know, does this spark joy in me? Does it make me happy? Does, is it, you know, sentimental, whatever? If it does, then you keep it, of course. If it doesn't, then you say thank you to it for serving you. And then you either put it in the trash or put it in a pile to donate. See, now, I think that's a very important part, too. Mm -hmm. I love the gratitude part. Mm -hmm. And in the show, the Netflix show, people at first when they say thank you, what do you Mm -hmm. mean? Thank you. It's just a shirt. It's about gratitude, I think. So this is one of the principles that's deeper than just organizing, discarding and organizing. I think you're actually giving thanks to whatever it was. And for for example, in that concert t-shirt, oh, wow, I am so grateful that I was able to go see, mm-hmm. I think it's a Fleetwood Mac shirt, <laughs> uh, Fleetwood Mac in the right. when they reunited in the 90s to go see them on Halloween night. That was so awesome. Right. But, you know, the shirt is... Whatever. Right. Only the shirt. <laughs> All right. So, so that's it, right? So that's it. That's pretty much it. Pretty Sounds pretty easy. As I mentioned, some of the principles, and I think a lot, I tend to think a lot, and I thought, you know, this is, why does this feel so good when you do it? And you you hate cleaning and oh. organizing, but I, and I will say there was some days when I remember being in this room <laughs> that we're in right now with the floor covered mm-hmm. with paper covered with papers mm-hmm. that we had remember we had this big four cabinet filing we four uh, drawer uh, yeah, filing cabinet big metal file cabinets full of stuff since we've been together for when we did this at the time it was about 15 years right that we didn't even know what it was but we were determined to go through everything now we keep all of our important documents well of course now you have the technical you know, technology right, that right. you can scan a lot of stuff, but we have one filing cabinet, one box. No, it's one, not of those, even one box. Uh, one of those uh, cardboard file mm-hmm. boxes. Right. Well, we have two technically. We have one for business and one for personal. So, but we just say spark joy, uh, not spark joy, mm-hmm. throw away with those things. Mm-hmm. And I'll, Tell you what, it's not always the easiest. Uh, Ruthie's dreaming process. I know you probably hear Ruthie. <laughs> uh, she she tends to growl in her sleep and <laughs> yelp, and you know it's really cute. But uh, it's really not always the easiest process, is it? Because and especially like you mentioned, I really have a tough time uh, like going through things and sorting. And I get to a point, and I think a lot of people are like this too, where. You get to a point where it's just you're you're sitting on the floor or the bed or whatever, and you're surrounded by stuff, and it's like overload, right? And it I is. think that's where the categories help with the the Marikondo method is the categories help because as as you said, you're not like going room by room, you're going one type of thing at a time. Yes. So you may have three rooms that have clothes in them, but you just take all of the clothes from all three of those rooms, put them in one location and then start going through them. And I think that's a lot more manageable. I know when I was uh, organizing some stuff out uh, a couple nights ago out in my workspace area, of course, you know, my workspace, your workspace is your our recording studio, our photography studio, your writing studio, your music studio and your office. 
my workspace is out in the open and it is our eBay storage, our shipping uh, center, our my um, art space and, you know, my desk. So I was going through art stuff the other day trying to organize it. And you came out at one point and just found me sitting on the floor, just literally surrounded by like paper and boxes and everything. And I was just kind of sitting there staring. And you said, <laughs> you said, you're, you're, you're seven years old again, aren't you? And you're sitting in your bedroom. I said, absolutely. Because I used to do that. My mom says that I would do that. She'd say, clean your room. You know, that's it. Clean your room. And she'd come in like four hours later and find me asleep in the middle of the floor, you know, surrounded by stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it's very easy to get overwhelmed. And I think the category thing helps with that. It really does. Okay. So what's also interesting in this, in this show, because this, I think a show just about organizing would be kind of boring, boring is that when Marie goes into these homes, there's always something else going on. Mm-hmm. And the clutter almost seems to be a manifestation of what's going on. There's usually some sort of dysfunctional relationship going on or whether it's parents and kids mm-hmm. or husband and wife or wife and you know whoever. Yeah. And so this is why I was saying, I think that the, a lot of these principles go much deeper. And what I started to look for were ways to apply some of these this method to my relationships and to social media. Mm-hmm. Social media is a big one. Now, you know, we are so distracted by things. There's so many things. There's so many things that are vying for our attention in this world. And social media is a tough one because, you know, we have the peas and carrots. What up, guys? Which is our closed <laughs> Facebook group. So I and we're you and I are in there daily, pretty much just kind of hanging out with the group chatting and, you know, see when conversations are going on. Uh, I post things on our public facing Facebook page mm-hmm. that, that might be of interest to our community. And then there's kind of just keeping up with family and stuff. And so it's so easy to get sucked into that kind of stuff. Right. right. One of the things I started to notice for myself, and I think you started to notice this, this as well, is that some people. And some things, some pages, some people, mm-hmm. they're just negative. You don't right. feel good when you're around them. Mm-hmm. Now, I know there's circumstances that make people, you know, you know, there's friends that sometimes are trying to reach out for help. And I'm not talking about that necessarily. Mm-hmm. I'm more talking around people like, uh, like you know, when we did the, that past episode, just a couple of episodes, a few episodes ago on the call-out culture, mm-hmm. people that are constantly... Just down, negative. Just negative, Negative right. in general. Talking so, down about other people. Mm-hmm. Or, or or trying to incite things, yes. to incite a, a response from, you know. Totally different Inflammatory thing. things. Yeah. And some people are just like that. Yeah, know? exactly. And they just have negative vibes. Mm-hmm. And what you have to decide, because there's not just one blanket thing to say, oh, you just have to get rid of them, right? That's that's easier said than done mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily the thing you should be doing especially either. if it's a family member right i i almost think you have to hold them up one by one <laughs> and just think does this spark joy and then from there decide what you do with that relationship so okay so let's start with something like pages or groups that's easy enough there's been some groups that i've easily gotten out of plant-based groups whatever where the admins in the group don't really care about mm-hmm. what's going on there's bullying going on all that kind of stuff i will get out of those groups mm-hmm. i used to when i started social media and even up to a few years ago thought or maybe even a couple of years ago thought 
I'm going to fix this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show them. I'm going to tell them. So then you get into the conversation all, and it, you, yeah, it gets you into that negative spiral. Yes. And this reminded me of a lesson we learned from our little boy Cosmo. <laughs> so, and I'm going to put the, I'm going to see if I can snip the video from my phone to, uh, to put in the show notes because I think it's so cute. So we have a video. It's one, it's saved as my favorites on my phone. We watch it a lot. Uh, We do just to see how small he was. He was what? 10 pounds maybe when we brought him, he was 12 pounds, 12 pounds. And, uh, now he's 80. So it's so cute to see him when he was that small, (laughs) but it was the first day we met Cosmo at the rescue shelter. Mm -hmm. And, Larissa found him. She saw him and she said, oh, go ask the staff member if we can go see him. And so she said, oh, go ahead, take him. He just came back from inside, outside, but you can take him again. So we took him out of his kennel and we put a leash on him and we took him out to the back patio where there was other dogs and people were looking to see which dogs, you know, looking to see for uh, dogs they were going to adopt. And... (laughs) He was so happy go lucky. Mm-hmm. He was skipping around as as uh, he looked like he was skipping. He's still he's so cute. He still looks does that sometimes. But he was skipping around and then he encountered this one dog on the patio. This poor dog. Must I don't know what happened to this dog. It was probably abused or something. Mm-hmm. But it was very scared and very skittish. And you could tell it was it was snapping at people. It had been snapping at other dogs. It was it was uh it's very sad actually. Mm-hmm. But Cosmo went right up to it, wanted to play. You could tell. And this was a, it was a it was a, a grown dog. It wasn't a puppy. Yeah, but it was smaller. It was small. Yeah, yeah, it was smaller, but bigger than he was. Yeah, and uh, he went right up to it, and he stopped, and then he just turned and just kind of went back on his merry way. The other way. As soon as the dog kind of stiffened up, mm-hmm. and it was like, nope, I don't want anything to do with you, bud. He just kind of went okay, and then just <laughs> kind of went on his way and forgot about it. Mm-hmm. We as people don't always do that. We kind of go, we'll engage sometimes. And this is where we're just talking about the trolls and engaging with trolls online and, and bullies online. It it really rarely turns out well. No. Yeah, it doesn't. And all it's, you're doing is putting yourself into that. And it, it, you, it is. And it's it's harder, I think, um, for us because we 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 think about stuff and we overthink about stuff and we tend to get more emotionally involved as opposed to what Cosmo did was, you know, he immediately, it's like he, he went up to, he felt the, the energy that was coming off of that dog. He's like, okay, this doesn't spark joy. He turned around and went and, you know, <laughs> found something that did, um, which was the water. Just I think he play and get adopted by joy. us. Yeah, Cause we adopted. took him home that same like, All right, moms, come on. <laughs> yeah. So, so certainly I'm not saying, you know, there's just, you just need to go through and weed out everybody on your feed that doesn't spark joy. I'm just not, I'm not saying that you only know what you are the only one that knows what's right for you. I have personally unfollowed or unfriended certain family members mm-hmm. that my family. So like yeah, my brother and my too. sister will keep on their feet and start complaining about them later going, did you see what so-and-so said about? No, mm-hmm. I don't. Because because <laughs> guess what? I unfollowed them or I, uh, right. I unfriended them right. because I don't need that. doesn't mean I don't love them. Mm-hmm. It just mean, it doesn't mean that I'm going to be ugly with them. Mm-hmm. It just means that I don't want that in my circle. I don't right. want to go on social media. And you kind of have to build what you want for yourself, mm-hmm. right? Right. And, you know, I think it goes beyond social media, too. It's not just that. It's, it's just day-to-day things. I mean, work 
relationships, social relationships, commitments that you you've made for, you know, one or the other, um, just even everyday activities like driving or shopping or things that yeah, you you need to do, but you don't have to, you can choose how to do it or when to do it or what to pay attention to. You know, um, I mean, traffic, nobody wants to sit in traffic, right? But you have to sit in traffic if you have to go to work every day, but you don't have to pay attention to the people who are negative in traffic. People that are driving like idiots. I do the same yeah. thing. I would, and again, it's hard not to. It is. You see some idiot driving, you know, by, see even the way I said it, <laughs> driving by 90 <laughs> miles an idiot. hour and think, that idiot, you know, and it's easy for you to get all wrapped mm-hmm. up in it. And then mm-hmm. that just brings you down. Right. Right. Definitely. All right. So as I mentioned, these two books are really, really good. I actually, when I say I read them, I listened to them on Audible. I love Audible. I have, in fact, we're going to do another episode pretty soon about another book that I'm loving right now, Mel Robbins and her Audible exclusive, which is uh, Take Control of Your Life. Amazing it's the, book. It's the number one uh, <laughs> debuting on uh, uh, Audible on Amazon. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> As she likes to say. And uh, don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. We're laughing because, I mean, Mel Robbins, I even like Mel Robbins. And I'm a little more skeptical when it comes to like the kind of self-help helpy kind of things but um i vicky has been sharing some of of the parts of the book with me and she's got me listening to it now and i mean i think she's amazing um so when we when we when we say that she's you know she just had this book come out what last week Mm -hmm. and she's she's really heavily promoting it um and it did debut as the number one uh audible book on amazon so you know but we're just we're just laughing about that (laughs) We're just poking fun. Poking fun. <laughs> but no, Mel Robbins is great. Uh, if you get a chance, check her out. Yeah. But going back, uh, so this these two um, Maricon the books are available on Audible, and they're also available on Kindle, and then you can also get them hardback, paperback, or something mm-hmm. like that, physical. Which physical. could possibly clutter up your house, <laughs> so maybe yeah. consider Audible. So Audible, yeah. <laughs> All right. Are we ready to move into the recipe of the week? Yeah, we are. But let's uh, let's mention real fast that we will have a uh, because Audible is now owned by Amazon, which owns everything in the world. Uh, we are affiliates for Audible as well, and we will have a link in the show notes. It's a it's actually a banner um, image to Audible. So Mm -hmm. if you click through that, that's our affiliate link. And if you sign up for a trial of Audible or if you buy standalone books through that link or if you sign up for membership, uh, we will get a small commission at no extra cost to you. Speaking of books, let's transition into that because this is the time that we're going to make an announcement. Okay. <laughs> you're looking at me like you have no clue what I'm talking about. I do know what okay. you're talking about. <laughs> I was hoping you did. <laughs> I do. It's just a little trepidation, I guess. <laughs> All right. Well, we are announcing first here that we are on the cusp of releasing our very first book. Dun, da, da, da. Dun, da, da, da. And the book is going to be around... It's an ebook. It's an ebook and it's going to be around Buddha bowls because I am really digging Buddha bowls. I just had one for lunch today. She which just likes saying Buddha bowl. I do. But I love if, if we did an episode, just a couple of, I think it was not the last one, the one before. So yeah, it must have been before. 294 mm-hmm. on, um, on Buddha bowls. I'm loving these things. You know why I'm loving these things? Because it has eliminated the frustration of trying to figure out what to eat 
a lot of frustration of what to eat. It has saved us time and it helps with balancing meals. Yes. Because, and we're saving money because we're not throwing out stuff as mm-hmm. much. We, were, we would buy all these, this produce, very well intended, and we're throwing it away. Great example today. We had a taco Buddha bowl, sort of, with crumbles, <laughs> a taco salad Buddha bowl thing. It was rice beans. And, it was a Mexican uh, Buddha. Crumbles. Yeah. <laughs> crumbles and uh, sweet peppers, which mm-hmm. we bought the sweet peppers. I love sweet peppers, but sometimes we just don't know. It was know. a whole bag. Yeah. And then we just kind of forgot about it. And I don't like peppers, so. Yeah. Surprise, so surprise. this was easy enough to saute those, put those in with some onions and mm-hmm. make myself a taco Buddha bowl. So I'm really digging the Buddha bowls and I'm digging it so much that we're writing a book of our very first book about it. You will be seeing updates, including a page where you can sign up to receive updates and a free bonus that you don't even have to buy the book to get mm-hmm. this bonus, which is going to be a meal, uh, a bootable meal planning worksheet that you can add your own recipe so you can save them. So you can remember, oh, that was a good bowl like the one I had today. Yeah, it's a PDF, so it's yeah. printable and you can, you know, print them out and save them. So we're really excited about that. And that that book is actually going to be coming out within the next couple of months. Mm hmm. Definitely. All right. So recipe of the week. Recipe this week. Now, I this is from Heather Allen. What up, Heather? <laughs> and she had shared this a while back. In, I, the, in the where? Peas and carrots. Mm-hmm. What up, guys? <laughs> okay. So this is the best tomato sauce ever. Ever. Okay. So Heather said, this is the most beautiful, delicious, amazing sauce in the universe. I've eaten it over angel hair zoodles. Don't you just like saying zoodle? Zoodle. With sautéed mushrooms in baked ziti and with spaghetti squash. So what I really like about this is I like the universalness mm-hmm. of it. It sounds like it goes well on various things. So we're going to have a link to the recipe in the show notes. That's right. Now, could you make a pasta Buddha bowl and use this as the sauce? You absolutely could. So is that like a bowl of spaghetti then? <laughs> is it, can you still call it a Buddha bowl if it has pasta or is that just a bowl of pasta? Well, I guess it depends on everything else that goes in there, right? Because if it's just pasta and sauce, then it's just pasta so It's just a bowl uh, of spaghetti. Pasta with sauce, exactly. Okay. Okay, so finally, and we've already talked about this, but our product of the week is going to be the life-changing magic of tidying up and Spark Joy by Maricondo. You will find links in the show notes. I think that does it for our episode this week, Larissa. I think it does. Until next time. I'm going to go eat, drink some more tea. (laughs) Until next time. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind. 